Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgivenpodcast.com backslash Shady for your chance to win $500. And now we play techno music that costs a lot less than $500. Yes, welcome. I am CJ Sullivan, host of the Bottom Line Bombs here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and uh, welcoming you to my show, The Picks with Bits for Tobacco Use Only. Um, it is Wednesday, May 3rd, 5 3. Exciting week. This is the week of, uh, I mean, this is where things get good. May's good. May is good. Early May's good. You have Kentucky Derby this Saturday. I will give out a Kentucky Derby winner at the end of the show, even though it's early Wednesday. But the syndicate usually doesn't give me my pick till come Friday. But I'll give you an early option. I'll give you an early slip. I'm not going to give you a full card. For crying out loud, but I'll give you a winner. Uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We got all that. We got bom- so many bombs. And if you look, if you saw any of the promos, my hockey system, this show's called 9 1 Ice System Bombs because my hockey system, my ice system bombs are 9 and 1 so far in the playoffs. Bomb that. Uh, six and one were my bombs last ep- last show on Monday. Every Monday and Wednesday, live, noon Pacific. Then it goes to the podcast, of course, which you could subscribe to, which hopefully you are if you're listening to this. Subscribe, five-star review, that whole thing. Um, six and two draft bombs. So that is, what, 12 and three, the last two episodes. Just draft bombs and NBA and NHL playoff bombs. Not bad. And also... I'm amazingly talented as a comedian and host. But I also give you winners. Demand more out of your comedy in your sports analysis. Demand that you get winners. Um, so I'm going to give out a lot more NBA and NHL. We've got more system bombs to play. So they'll, uh, they'll, of course, lose. That's how that works. When you go on a heater, it comes crashing hard. It's not like you fade off. You, you come crashing down to make it. Ends come to the mean or whatever. Regression to the mean, that whole fucking thing. Um, but yeah, can't complain about 901 system bombs. And 12 and 3. We almost swept the board. 7 and 0. Yesterday or Monday. We gave out four basketball and three hockeys, I think it was. And the only we won with Lakers, Sixers, Nuggets. We only lost with the Knicks by a hook. We gave Knicks minus six and a half, and they beat the Heat by six. They shouldn't have won at all. They do not look good. Jimmy Butler didn't play. The line went to 10. So we got a good number, even though kind of messed around five and a half as well. But anyway, we lost that one. The Heat should have won. I was actually kind of hoping the Heat would win because I hate when the teams win and don't cover, and that's exactly what the Knicks did. There was that play with the shot clock. Uh, Whatever. The Heat shot up a three and they said it was a shot clock violation. It obviously hit the rim. 
And uh, <laughs> so he got the rebound for the layup, and they're like, "Nope, they wait." They waved it off vigorously. God damn, do they love waving? The referee waved it off so hard, like this is it. This is in the script. The Knicks are winning this game, and it was scripted that the Knicks were winning that game because they they tried everything they can he to give them the game, and they still wouldn't take it. And I was a little worried because. Uh, Living here in Los Angeles, there's a Hollywood uh, writer's strike going on with the Writers Guild Association. Shout out to all the writers out there who are not getting paid. Um, tough times as the strike just begins. But I was worried. It's going to affect all of us. It's going to affect all of us in gambling. How are we supposed to know how these NBA playoffs are going to unfold if the script writers are on strike? I mean, they wrote the Red Wedding Game of Thrones of Lakers, Golden State, and now the script now the script writers are on strike. They're going to actually play the game. I don't I don't buy it. I'm worried. That was a tweet I sent out yesterday. You can follow me on Twitter at CJ Sullivan underscore. That's some of the grade A comedy I'm talking about. Um, I passed by some strikers today. Strikers, picketers, strikers. I didn't even think it was real, the strike, right? I mean, it is real. Because a lot of the streaming service, the Hulu, like, it seemed like it was always like a fake show. Like that jury duty show that everyone's talking about, where it's like 12, 11 actors and one real person. It seems like they're all acting. But I passed by Warner Brothers today. I kind of, when I come here to come to Eagle Rock, where the studio is located, I take the 134, the back route. So you go through Burbank a little bit. To get to the 134. So I passed uh, Warner Brothers. There was some writers striking out there. They're picketing something. They're boycotting something. But by the looks of it, they were um, protesting razors and moisturizer. Not a good looking crew, writers, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> they're picketing makeup and deodorant. It seemed like not that there's a lot of women writers out there. You can see uh my buddy Nick Vatterot, who I mention all the time, who is a writer on the Bill Maher show. Um, don't come at him for that. Don't judge him for that. It's a great gig. Um so he's obviously affected by this thing, but uh, he he went to go he went to go pick it today just so he could complain about this shit later on. But he 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 started the hashtags uh, pick it so white because it is it's a big white writers room picketing. <laughs> anyway, shout out to the writers. We hope you to um, don't get paid. It is it is fucking hilarious when execs talk about uh, how they're not making money. Um. Because of the streaming services, because people are sharing passwords and they have 250 billion. Uh, you know what? I don't want to get into the logistics. Let's just let, let Adam Conover do all the negotiating. He always ruins everything. Um, oh, no. Our, my main writer of the bottom line bombs. This is also sad news for all you listeners out there. Erica Costa, who is the main writer, doesn't think he's allowed to write jokes on the comment board. We listen. This goes out there, Cost, and any other writers out there don't want to submit jokes. We we have no problem with scabs here when it comes to bottom line bombs. 
Yes, we want higher pay. We want any pay. We want any kind of pay there is. We scabs. We'll pick. I always like when uh, it's just funny when they. <laughs> um. Remember when football when the NFL had that pe- uh, picket to make it in eighty two? I think when they had the fucking fence, you know, the signs and shit like that. Like the rolling, like the linemen would go down there and like fucking bullying scabs and players. Like that would never. Ever, ever happen today with the money they make? The NBA's going. You think James Harden's going to have a fucking picket, <laughs> fucking a boycott picket, a boycott picket fence? Isn't that the dream? One point eight kids in a picket fence, a picket protesting fence of the Writers Guild. Um, yeah, they look like they're having fun too. It's a writers' room. It's literally a fucking writers' room of uh, t- some of those signs that I was reading. I tell you what. They, they should be lucky to have writing jobs with the fuck. I mean, it's too lengthy. You got to be straight to the point when it comes to something. And I get it. You're used to script writing and punching up. But like, come on. The one sign that went viral, like succession would just be uh, the apprentice without writers. And we all know how that. You had to, you had to turn the sign around to read all of it. Jesus Christ, pal. How am I going to. How am I supposed to. Acknowledge this sign when I'm blowing by you at 45 miles an hour on <laughs> on sunset. I was by, went by some studio on sunset with all boxing. Everyone's honking. I like when people are just honking at them, and it's just like I can't now. Wait a minute, is this honking support or is this honk as in get out of the way? Honking. Yeah, actually, I'm honking at that this car in front of me, but also yes, I'm for the cause as well. Ah, fuck it, let's honk. At least they're not blocking traffic like those other protests. Those are the worst people in the world. No matter what your cause is, do not get in front of my car. I've never, ever have sympathy for protesters that get mowed down by a car if they're in the road in, like, cherry traffic. Not like that fucking crazy guy in, uh, where was that, Charlotte or somewhere he went piling into the pile when he fucking just, I mean, I don't agree with that, obviously. Or like some elderly person who goes nuts on the promenade and hits the wrong pedal. But like if you're blocking traffic, like arm in arm, hands across America style, and someone's trying to get to work, get the fuck get get the fuck out of the way. You're protesting science right now because uh this heavy machinery is gonna come through. Anyway. That's that. So we'll get through. We will get to um yeah, let's we'll break down some more NBA playoff bombs. With the long that song, some NHL ice system bombs, and a little uh, man in the box, of course, with Kentucky Derby talk. But after I talk to you about Shady Rays again and Shady May, we're really pushing Shady Rays this month. It is called Shady May. They're teaming up with the SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays is covered from sun to slopes. That's my uh, NBA to NHL, sun to slopes. With premium polarized sunglasses, durable frames. And my favorite thing, the most protection, most insane protection I wear, every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose or break your pair, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back. So you go to ShadyRays.com, use S- code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of glasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamingPodcast.com backslash Shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. 
I like I said, I can't get over that. No questions asked. Who was coming up with a story about why they broke their sunglasses that they're completely embarrassed about? You were flipping them off like too high. I did a couple of videos for the network for Shady Rays. That's what I did a little bit. If you want, I might post them. A little embarrassing. Wait, what, what, what happened to your glasses? Oh, you don't want to know, Shady Rays. Yeah, you're right. No, don't just whatever. We'll send you a new pair. I was flipping them off too high, like fucking real quick. Let me get a pair of them, actually. Hold on. Here's a pair. If you're watching on YouTube right now, uh, make sure to like this video, by the way, and subscribe. Rocking your shady rays inside. Like, whoa, that's what they say. You do that a little bit. A little Charles Nelson Riley. Look at that. Whoa, hot mama. Plate of fajitas coming by. Look at those sizzlers. Um, <laughs> so no questions asked. Like, what, what kind of trouble are you getting into when your sunglasses are breaking where you just like, listen, I, I need a pair. I can't tell you what happened. I just love that they put that in that policy. They gave good protection. That was the other promo I did. Uh, UV protection. I, here's the thing with sunglasses with me, and I will get into these <laughs> basketball plays in a second. Uh, anytime I go sunglass shopping, these don't these look kind of good on me. I have t it's tough for me to wear sunglasses because I have such a huge fucking Irish head to begin with. So I need big glasses. Like small glasses look terrible on me. I look like those memes with the sun coming down, whatever. Who knows, you know? When I wore my yellow Carhartt, someone said I look like the the sun in Raisin Bran with his sunglasses, which I kind of do. But anyway, I, I'm never good looking with sunglasses. And then, like, like I'll go to Sunglass Hut or something back in the day. I don't do that anymore. But, uh, you know, and I'm trying on pairs of sunglasses. Looking at all of them in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting real picky. I don't like the way this looks. So I'm like, he's here. Kind of extends my nose there. You know, going through pair after pair. Ray-Bans, Maui Jims, whatever. All expensive glasses. No, I don't, I can't find one I like. And I realize... I I just I think I just don't like my face. I think that's the problem. These three hundred dollar Maui gyms are not the problem. It's my head. Do you have anything that will change my head? Do you have like a like a fencing mask back there? Cobra Commander? How did, did how much did Cobra, did Cobra Commander get UV protection with that visor he had? That's the kind of look I could go for to help me with the sun. But these don't look bad. So I need big pairs. So I, I, I can buy them blindly. But these look all good. And you do need protection against the sun. It's bright. I said in my other video, Tom Coughlin, the old Giants coach who won the Super Bowl, Bill Parcells' disciple, you know, ex-Marine, former Marine, whatever the hell they say. You're never an ex-Marine. It's always a former Marine. Apologize. Apologize, Semper Fi, to all the Marines. Um you know, tough guy, Tom Coughlin, a no, known hard ass. When he coached Jacksonville Jaguars, why do I have to say Jaguars? You guys know that who Jacksonville is in football. Uh, when he coached them, when they went like 14-2 with Mark Brunel, and then they choked in the playoffs, uh, he wouldn't allow any of his assistant coaches to wear sunglasses in Jacksonville, in Jacksonville, Florida, because it showed weakness. That's what he said. None of his staff was allowed to wear. <laughs> protect. It showed weakness from the sun, from the sun, Tom. Coach, really? 
I'm going to have to level with you. We are weaker than the sun. I don't know if you know that. That that thing is a fireball up there. It, um, It gives this planet life. We are a slave to that sun. Yeah, my eyeballs are not stronger than the sun. Especially here in Florida. It's a hot sun. So you mind if I put on a pair of glasses here, maybe? UV protection, a little sunny ray, shady rays, if you will. Anyway, I always love that story, how Coughlin thinks there's weakness to just squint. Squint. Yes, and get fucking cancer in the eyes, whatever. Burn your retinas out. Are you weaker than the sun? Yeah, actually I am. We all are. It's fucking, what's in there, plasma? I don't even know. It's. I know it's radiation. I know it radiates fucking, it's radiation. It's an eternal fireball that's always burning. <sighs> Speaking of which, all right, I'm going to take these shady rays off. I feel ridiculous. Corey Hart style wearing sunglasses at night. Uh, let's get into it. Oh, boy. NBA bombs. That was the... Uh, Daniel Tesh. <laughs> like I said, I always like getting the name wrong of uh, the NBA theme song because it's so funny. It's so funny. I say Peter Tosh, say Daniel Tosh. It is Tesh. John Tesh. Whatever fucking Tesh. It's a great song. What a hit. What a goddamn hit. And then he went on to do Entertain Tonight. And then Tim Robinson with a hilarious sketch with him and Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, first game is tonight, right? Let's see. There's two tonight. There's one tonight. There's one. This is the NBA. This is the NBA for you. What a diva league. One game tonight. One game tomorrow. One game Friday. One game Saturday. What are you doing? Oh, no, no, I think the Lakers might play Saturday as well. But they just they are so dramatic. Like I said, hockey schedule. Not to do a hockey versus NBA comparison, but it's hard not to since they run their playoffs at the same time. Hockey playoff schedules are like indie bands. They get them in the van. They play tonight. They used to play every single night. Now there's, but they run out four games a night. Come on, Toronto. We got to get down to fucking Tampa Bay by tomorrow. No time. Right from the airport to the rink. No hotel check-in. We'll do that shit later. Back in the van. You get dressed in the van. NBA, my lord, they stretch it out like it's the Met Gala. Speaking of the Met Gala, let's get into it. Celtic Sixers, that's tonight. Uh, Celtics lost game one. Without Sixers without Joel Embiid, big upset. We gave it out. We gave out Philly plus 10. Moneyline was 410. Wow, amazing. Joel Embiid just won the MVP, and now he said he's going to play. So the line came down to 7.5, Boston 7.5. Uh, which I like a lot. M- it's weird with because M- Embiid's coming. Embiid's coming back because I think he had he had to come back after winning the MVP. It's kind of a weird thing when you win the MVP. Like, all right, well, I'll, I'll pick it up eventually. I wasn't planning on showing up to the arena tonight, but okay, if you're gonna give me the MVP, he finally won. It's all a storyline. These MVPs, I guess. Yoke, one guy. <laughs> it's funny because Jokic was a two-time winner. Back to back, and some say his stats are even better than those two last two years this year. But 
the the press is like, yeah, we're not giving this guy a third MVP. We're we're sick of we're sick of him and then losing in the playoffs anyway. We're not even sure what country he's from. We don't sure how he does it. One voter didn't even have Jokic in his top five. Come on. There's always that one asshole writer who wants to make a statement. Just and that's the only way he gets noticed. Nope. Didn't make my didn't make my top five. Why not? No idea. There's no defense to it. It's not like, okay, I, he was a great player on a bad team. They're the number one seed out west by far all year long. The MVP is always, it's just always funny. And then the way to explain it, I think he said he doesn't play defense or something. Like, who the fuck plays defense in the NBA? There was Steve Nash, because the one of my funny favorite stats, they talk about Kobe or whatever, not winning MVPs. Shaquille O'Neal has only won one MVP in his entire career. Steve Nash is like two. And the press was like, <laughs> I remember one reporter said, well, yeah, sure, Shaq was the most dominant, but was he the most valuable? What? Listen to what you just said. Yeah, he dominated, but I wouldn't really call that valuable. If unless you unless you uh, include dominating the other team in in the sport, unless you call unless you find value in that, in winning championships by dominating, by being so dominating. So yeah, if there's an MDP, I'd give that to him. Anyway, so James Harden, a former MVP, because he's a storyline. He uh, had his career game. Even better was his outfit coming in. I don't know what that was. It was some snuffle off against like it was awesome. But it looked like he was coming from the Met Gala. He even tweeted how he wants to be at the Met Gala. That's what they would rather do these NBA players. But he's in the playoffs. What can you do? He's like, unfortunately, I'm in the playoffs every year. Like, he was trying to be sarcastic, but it came across as very real. <laughs> you would definitely, they definitely put more. He definitely puts more effort to his outfits than he does his game practice, at least. But he had an amazing game. He's not going to do that again, by the way. I think his over-under is like 24. I'll definitely take the under on that. This little side bomb will give you under 24, James Harden. Um, so Embiid will play. I, he'll probably be a little rusty. I don't mind Embiid coming back to play. I At first, we were like, once they win Sixers one first game, but like, just don't even bother. Send him back to Philly and get him ready for game three. But like, maybe get a little rust off him. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Teams off of double digit teams that were double digit favorites off outright losses. There's some crazy stat where they're like 13 and two against the spread, 15 and 0 straight up. So Celtics minus seven and a half are getting value because Joel Embiid's playing. I don't think Embiid's going to. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll do an MVP thing. I doubt it though. I think it's going to be a little rusty. We're going to give out Boston minus seven and a half. Why is that so low? I don't know. Does that sound low to you guys? Sounds low to me. Um, volume. Maybe it's my headphones. I'm asking. I'm asking you guys. Are your vo- is your volume like my headphones out there, listeners? Write it. Write write a write a letter in to the offices here, and I'll get it in three weeks, and I'll see. Then we can sync up. Here's the thing with Boston, which I do hate. Your fans, they think they have a fucking uh, monopoly on. Um, Heartbreak. Boston fans are are one are obviously some of the worst there are. 
And they've got, and they used to be losers, and, and that was their thing. And they complained about losers and their heartbreak. And then, <coughs> pardon me. And then they started winning, at least with the Patriots and the Red Sox. The Celtics were always winners. That's what, that's what, fuck these Boston fans. And even the Bruins. Then they started winning a bunch, and they can't get ri- they can't get rid of that identity. At least they can't of being of being heartbreak. So now they have you know a couple chokes. The Bruins choked this year, the best record ever in hockey, and they lost first round. <laughs> I mean, no one feels bad. No one ever feels bad when Boston teams lose for Boston fans, for the players, sure, but not their fans. And then the Celtics choked game one, and they're, they're putting that together. Oh, the Bruins and the Celtics. They have nothing to do with one another. But, I mean, I get it, boss. So I saw this like, video. They're like, you don't get it. We blew a 18-0 with the Patriots Super Bowl. We lost that. You don't know what that's like. Best record, bro. You don't know what that's like. Imagine complaining that your ninth Super Bowl that you lost. The ninth Super Bowl you were in, like in 15 years that you lost that one, that's, that's a tough one to take. Yeah, sure, we won six, but that second one we lost, I mean, they just love, I mean, they're just fucking miserable. Just go to fucking therapy. They're just miserable. But they don't even know, they don't even know how to be miserable anymore. That's They're like a social experiment. I don't know what that social experiment is. It's just something you say to sound smart. They're like a social experiment. <laughs> so anyway, we'll give out Celtics. Uh, we did give out Celtics minus seven and a half. I feel like the, the bomb. Let me hear the bomb sound effect. All right, that, sound, that sounded a little louder anyway. Um, I get in? Let me do a quick ad read. Do I do another ad read? Where do I get into this Golden State game? Because that is tomorrow's game. Let me do this real quick. Thursday. Golden State Lakers, second game. Golden State is minus six already. Was five. Now it's six. Game two. Lakers won last night. Pretty interesting thing with the Lakers. Um, it was a great game. Great series. It's one everyone wants to talk about. The That's where, that's where the, the SAG right, the Writers Guild is. We're trusting to write this script. That's that's why if you if you trust the script, even though there's a strike going on, Golden State has to win game two. There's no way there's gonna be a short series. So we're gonna give out Golden State minus six right now. Bomb that. Now break it. Now break down. Last night's game was a great game. Jordan Poole took like this ridiculous three point shot at the buzzer. They doubled. They were down three. Golden State. They doubled Curry. He throws it out to Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole hoists this fucking insane shot. And everyone's talking about what a bad shot it is, but it's not really a bad shot because it's what they do. You can't allow them to do this shit all year. It's like these children, you know, who misbehave, but but the parents that let them do it, that's what's going to happen. It's the same thing with Dylan Brooks, which was an amazing news that headline that came out yesterday. Memphis said, we will not have you back by no matter the circumstances, like some, like a fucking breakup, a girl just telling you, no way are we getting back together. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you stop drinking, if you go to therapy, under no circumstances. The hurt is too much. Like Dylan Brooks did what Memphis allowed him to do. They're all those fucking clowns, but now, now it's his fault. They offered him money like a, a, two months ago. Money. 
a contract. I meant. <laughs> so anyway, Jordan Poole's shot was it was Jordan Poole's shot. That's what he does. You gonna let everyone? You gonna let all these kids and AAU kids they fucking emulate Curry and just shoot from the logo? That's what you're gonna get. How is that a bad shot if it's what he does? He shoots bad shots, so for him that's a good shot. If he made it, you wouldn't think about that. It was a crazy shot. What's funny about that shot? If you look at the highlight, as soon as he hoists it up, Curry puts his head down. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Get the ball back to me. I'm fucking Seth Curry. Here's my curse. Here's why I start cursing for no reason. <laughs> Man, I gotta stop coughing. Coughing in the box. A fun thing they showed last night was uh, Rob Palenka, the general manager for the Lakers, and Rob Lowe, actor of, uh, I don't know, LA 911. Who knows what show he's on now? Rob Lowe and Rob Palenka. They look very similar. People thinking they were the same person. They love split screening them, showing them. Um, yeah, I gave in on these Lakers. They're going to win. But, uh, Rob Lowe, everyone likes Rob Lowe. He's a weird guy, right? He was a teen heartthrob. He came up in the Brat Pack. You know? He's had a nice career, along with a lot of friends. He turned uh, Tommy Boy, came in a little, played a villain comedic. So we started, we like the people he hangs out with, 30 Rock, that whole Nate, that whole deal. Or what was he in, Community or whatever? Fuck, Parks and Rec? I don't know. I don't watch his sketch shows. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they're all fine. I'm not making fun of it. It's fine. But everyone likes Rob Lowe. He's conservative. We let him go to way. He's he's one of those weird like conservative Republicans. He kind of we just like just like gee, just don't bring it up, all right, Rob. We, we we're gonna ignore that about you. Someone's their identity, like James Woods or fucking Sorbos, whatever. But Rob Lowe, we're like, ah, Rob. We kind of like it's kind of like Chrissy Hine, Larry David's wife, and Kirby enthusiasm. She's married to Robert Kennedy Jr. We're like, gee, yikes. Yeah, stop, stop telling us that. All right, we'll let you go, but we don't want photos of you. We don't want you at fucking the Met Gala together. We don't want you tweeting together for crying out loud. Um, so Rob Lowe, he's a conservative that we like. He's always working, good looking guest. So it looks amazing, of course. What I don't like about Rob Lowe. Well, man, I like Rob Lowe, but he does commercials for Atkins. I don't know if you get that. I don't know if that's nationwide. He, I mean, it has to be. He's a spokesman for Atkins Diet. I don't want to get too into that. I have a, I have a bit of, I've a bit in my act about that. It's just a weird choice. Like I like everyone likes Rob Lowe, but what a Atkins Diet is a diet which you barely even know is still around because keto and all that shit like replaced it. Atkins was like just pure meats and cheeses, you know, like you're a Renaissance king. This fucking fruit is the devil. You just eat bacon and ham and sausage and eggs. But get that bread away from me. That'll kill you. Anyway, but they have bars and shakes. <laughs> I one time I always did Atkins just because I didn't want to do the math of keto. It it didn't work, but and I remember showing one of these the Atkins bars to this uh girl I know, uh my buddy Patch's wife. She was a trainer. She's just red and green. She's like, yeah, do not put this in your body. This is, these are bad, bad chemicals. But what I think is funny about Rob Lowe, he does these Atkins commercials, which I don't even think he knows he's doing these commercials. He's, they just put him in a room, and he's talking about whatever. There's no way he does Atkins. 
But but what an odd choice for a spokesman. For a diet. You know? Like if he had a moisturizer or a hair product or how to fucking, you know, how to have <laughs> how to get over a scandal where you have sex with a teenager on tape. He did that in the 80s. But he's like but like a weight loss journey, you want someone, you know, who's relating to that? You want someone that's been big and like Luther Vandross or Oprah or Tommy Lasorda, those Slim Fast commercials, you know? You get it. Someone that's going to lose weight. But Rob Lowe's always been, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, you like me? Have you been a heartthrob since age 12? Life been perfect? Like he's always been good looking and thin. How am I relating to this? Oh, do you want to maintain your excellence a little bit? Have a shake, you know? Have women draping all over you? Anyway, that was weird. So it's good to see him and General Manager Rob Palenka, who also is a weird guy. He was Kobe Bryant's agent, and they just made him a general manager. That usually works out. Anyway, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. Underdog Fantasy is giving you $15 million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Also, it's Kentucky Derby Week. And the Notorious OTB brought to you by the uh, Sports Game Podcast Network. That's a, that's a great name for a, a show, by the way, for those of you who don't know. The Notorious OTB. <laughs> Off track betting for people who don't understand that. Leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcast between now and Belmont Saturday, and you'll be entered in a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. It's post time. Wow. That sounds amazing, actually. Thank you for watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash the subscribe button. Blah, blah, blah. And that's the end of the reads. Good for me. A, a painting... From an OTB podcast. That's now that's a contest I'd like to enter. I might get in there, try to get a burner account going or something. If I'm not eligible, my dad, uh, <laughs> I think about my dad, Kentucky Derby week, actually. Um, I'll give out a couple more NBA bombs, a couple of my hockey system bombs. And I'll talk Derby in a minute. Box. Maybe I should wait for that. Uh, I'll talk about my dad real quick about the, just because that painting just reminded me of it with the garden state park, which is a Jersey racetrack uh, closed. Like all racetracks closed until slot machines came and saved them. Um, but we we were, we grew up on it. It were great. Anyway, they're auctioning off all their art <laughs> racetrack art. My dad like bought some obviously on the cheap, loved it, brought it home, gave my sister a gift, like a birthday gift. She was very excited for that. Tried to hang some up in my house. My mom was uh, not having that at all. What? What the fuck is that? Ah, uh, you know, <laughs> just 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 artwork from the the shut down racetrack, Maureen. You don't want that in the living room? No, no, we're not gonna decorate it like that, Charlie. But I can't believe my sister, going off to college at Holy Cross, didn't want to take a nice painting by. By Sh Michael Shoemaker, whatever. Um, hey, old fashioned football says, "What's up, man?" In the box, how we doing? Old man, oh, he is. Uh, that's J Mark, co-host of the XFL show that I do. Usually, I do it after this one Wednesdays. 
but they have a bye week before their championship. So we took the week off and Colby D Colby Dant cartel Colby's off in Columbia this week. Uh, yes, he is. He's, he's working. He's waiting for work to get off. So he can go to the stiller. We call him whiskey liquid lunch. Old whiskey, old fashioned football. Subscribe to the old fashioned football podcast. If you're out there listeners as well, that's J Mark and his wife. They uh, drink whiskey and talk uh, fans football. Can't beat that. All right, I'll go. I'll talk more about my <laughs> derby and my dad for man in the box segment. But real quick, I have to do a couple more of these. NBA bombs. And we got more people coming in here. We'll cut though. Insane now. Says hockey dog picks still cash, and you're goddamn right they are insane. I'll get to them real quick. If you look up at the board here, nine and one, pal. That's what the system is. And like I said about the hockey system, the best thing about it, you don't have to think about it. You just play the system, like splitting aces. Because if you think about hockey, you'll your brain will. If you try to analyze that that way, your your brain will fry on you. Anyway, let's do it. Let's uh, real quick. I love this play. Phoenix and Denver. This line has come down. Everyone's betting Denver because how bad Phoenix looks. And Chris Paul's out for the week, so that doesn't help. I think it does help. There's a whole trend of 0-2 teams coming home. And then the first half, I guess it's this monster trend. And Vegas finally caught up to it. Now, if you'll see, the line for this game is three and a half. And the line for the first half is minus three. That's never the case. But because of this trend... That's what it is. I think Phoenix at home um, will take care of business. I'm going to give out two bombs here. Minus three first half and minus three and a half for the game, Phoenix. That is, and that is what, Friday night? Yeah, they should definitely. I mean, I like Denver. They're my pick to uh, win the championship this year because I think they're very disrespected, but that's a very short number. They had a hilarious number. Th th that's the thing with Denver. No one really respects them. I always say they never get credit even for their victories. Like, ah, it's the, al it's the altitude. People die that air up there. You know, um, so they asked, uh, was it Kevin Durant? One of the, somebody on Phoenix, they asked after game one, cause Denver smashed them on game one. And then, uh, they're like, so what happened? Were you, did you not respect these guys? Cause Phoenix was the favorite, not anymore to win the championship in the series. I mean, I don't know, like a plus three fifty, you can get them at, which isn't the worst play, but I don't think they're going to win a series anyway. But he had a great quote. He goes, it's, no, 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 no. We we respected uh, Denver. It's not that we didn't respect them, but what we didn't respect was how much they were going to respect us. That's what we uh, got wrong. We respected them, but we didn't know they. We didn't expect them to respect us so much. So they played hard and, and intelligently, and they played great. We're like, whoa, 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 Denver, take it easy. We're just shooting balls here. We're not trying to be so intense. Why are you, why are you respecting us so much? Don't you know that we're lackadaisical? I thought it was an amazing quote. It's a, that was a legit quote. <laughs> they respect us and they respect us too much. They, they respected us too much. That was the problem. We should, we, we did not show up as hard as they thought we were going to show up. So they tried extra hard. So hopefully we're not gonna play we're not gonna play any better like the way expect they expected us. Hopefully we played so bad their expectations will come down on us and they won't play as intense. That's our strategy. 
That's Phoenix's strategy. Which I like that. Let's just bring down. <laughs> let's just bring down expectations. And that's what we've done. That's why the line's only three and a half. No one's expecting anyone trying. Right. The old princess. <laughs> that's a good quote, princess. The old princess bride poison cup theory. Never get in a land war in Asia. And never get a fight with a Sicilian when death is on the line. All right, Pete. Did he die, that actor? He's brilliant. What the fuck was his name? My Dinner with Andre. One time I... Sometime in high school, I quoted my dinner with Andre at a paper because I just thought it would make me sound smart. So that's what I heard smart uh, movies were. How ridiculous. How a ridiculous human being I was. And still am. Anyway, uh, so we gave out those bombs. Also, um, the last game on Saturday is Miami and Wallace Shawn. Thank you, Eric Costa. Well, thank you for crossing the picket line to help me out with that. Let me get that on the board because that needs to be up there. Wallace Shawn, amazing fucking actor. Is he dead? Eric, answer that too. I, I can Google. I don't Google anything in front of me. I'm literally the man in the box, in this box by my room. You are all my producers and listeners. Call or call in and tell me if he's dead. Um, yeah, so Saturday's game is Miami Knicks. We'll give out Miami minus three. Not much analysis there. I'll just... Do Miami th- Miami in Saturday night. That's what's going to happen. The Knicks could barely beat the fucking Heat without Jimmy Butler. Inconceivable. He is alive. Inconceivable. Now you now the now the commentators are uh, working in, in partnership. It's inconceivable that he's alive. How's he alive? Good for him. Glad he is. Little Spitfire. Um. All right. Let's get into that. Is going to wrap. Let me wrap up the. Uh, Here's what I don't like about the Knicks. This is my only analysis of the New York Knicks. Too many left-handers. I don't like looking at it. It's aesthetically, please. It's there. Everyone's a lefty out there. RJ Bear, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson. What's going on with these lefties? So you know they don't think right. It's like you're watching a, a, a game in the mirror or something, or those TikTok video. You know TikTok. Why is the TikTok videos of like shows? The algorithms of shows would be backwards. It's always in the mirror. That's what it looks like watching a Knicks game. That's all I watch on TikTok, by the way, is three-minute clips of shows now. I've watched I've probably four hours of the TV show Justified on TikTok. I could easily just load up an episode and fire it. They're all there. Nope. I'd rather do it this way. I'd rather do it in this complete, insane, random order three minutes at a time out of nowhere. <laughs> oh man Yeah that's that's my analysis on the Knicks So I don't like that So I'm watching these left handers play basketball And uh, I feel like I'm watching something in, I don't know I just feel like I, I feel like there's a camera a camera mishap of an angle Of an angle Alright anyway let's get over to Like I said The ice bombs the dogs are 9 and 1 Yes, sir. It's been pure money for the dogs. Dog. Dog. <laughs> now I'm just firing on this soundboard. Um, like I like I told you before, the dog system. I've, I've explained the system. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. Hockey's absurd. It starts off with that. Love watching the hockey playoffs, but it's absurd. 
pucks are bouncing around. 80% of the goals are just fucking who knows happenstance off some dude's face or this miscue, like whatever. They're very skilled, but it's so fast and things about. So doing analysis and handicapping is futile. So you lean into the absurdity, in which is rarely, rarely. Do it? Does a team go up 2-0? It's going to split out even-even. It's like flipping coins. They're going to go one and one. So the system is you play the underdog at plus money, game one. And if they win, great. You just won. If they lose, no problem. You come back, you play them game two, and then they win because they're going to go one-one. Then you win the plus money. So it's a profit. You don't lose money. There's no juice. Round one, it went seven and one with six of them not even needing game two. So it was huge profit. Florida Panthers needed game two, which they got. And uh, we won two We won two more, two big ones yesterday with the Kraken and um, Florida Panthers again in Toronto. How inevitable was Toronto losing that game? I don't know. Apologies to Insano. I know you're a big Toronto fan, but, I mean, that's just inevitable. That's what they're going to do all playoff long. <laughs> they're going to build up. Here we go. We're different. We waited 20 years to get to the round two. Now what do we do? Oh, we lose game one. That's exactly what you do. They always do this. Good news is they're going to come back. They're going to win game two. Matter of fact, I'll give that out right now. Toronto minus 115 in regulation. That's not that's even part of the system. But I'll give that out as a bomb um, just for, for Insano here. That's a great play. Even the puck line, Toronto probably should smoke. Oh, you're worse than a Toronto fan. You're a Ranger fan. That is worse. That was a, that was a nice choke job. Um, but we can all root for Toronto. We're all rooting for Toronto. All we wanted was Toronto-Boston. Then Boston fucked it up. Now Toronto's going to fuck it up, too, and lose to Florida watch. How about Florida not selling tickets to Canadians because they don't want Toronto fans infiltrating? Hey, Florida, let's not get cocky. You need any fans you can to fill up that building, all right? Granted, they said it's only for the first day, but whatever. I, I like I, I like, I like any uh, prejudice against Canadians, to be honest with you, so go for it. Um, but all right, I'll talk about your Rangers and say now. I won't talk about them. They lost to Schmidt and the Devils. They were about to destroy the Devils, and the Devils like, ah, how about this third-string rookie we never played? And then all of a sudden he's the best fucking player in the league. That's what's hilarious about hockey players. You just need one goalie to, to stand on his head. God damn, do announcers love saying that. This goalie's standing on his head out there. And then they can literally take you to the finals. So the Devils might go all the way because of this kid who knows no, doesn't know any better. He had one game, game six, where the Rangers got to him. Other than that, he basically just shut him out. And that's what's so frustrating about hockey. That's why I do this dog system. You can be dominating the game, but it doesn't matter. You have to score, and if this goalie's stopping everything, there's nothing you can do. That's what I do. Like you know, what I like about hockey, the sports, the the, the, tick, the score ticker that goes on underneath. You know, usually, like uh, let's say you're watching football, and the, the ticker of the other scores is going by underneath. There's usually something a little more to the story, like uh, oh, the Broncos are down twenty-one-seven to the Raiders. But they could have the ball, you know, on the 10. They just got to pick. Momentum's picking up. You could tell momentum's switching. Hockey, <laughs> when they show the ticker, Rangers 3, Devils 1, 
second period, 12 minutes. That's exactly where they are in the game. There's no momentum. There's no anything else. That is, that, there's no other story to it than 3-1, 12 minutes, 2. That's what I like about hockey. It's, it's, it's pretty balanced when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> says, talking about the Florida fans. Who's going to explain to, to the Panther fans if they don't let Canadians into the game? Who's going to explain hockey to them? Well, they do that in the Jumbotron. That's what they did in Nashville. It's always hilarious. The Nashville, they have like a um, school is rock that fucking like, uh, you know, well, I'm a bill going to Congress school of rock thing that with hockey. I'm icing. I'm Peter Puck. And if I go over three lines and no one touches me, I'm icing. Like, that's <laughs> literally explained to these Nashville fans. And uh, you're right. That's why you got to let it. Florida should definitely allow some, at least at least a row of Canadians in each section to explain the rules. I agree with that, of course. Very cool. All right. Back to this game. So we got New Jersey. These are two small dogs tonight. Is it tonight they're playing? Yeah, two small dogs tonight. Uh, to finish off the system, like we said, and now if they lose, I'm not going to be with you, fans. Bottom line bombers, see generates. Should I call you guys C-Generates? You guys happy with that? That's some C.J. Sullivan? Why not? You're, you're my C-Generates. I just came up with that. Listen, C-Generates. So if these guys lose, you know the instructions. You go ahead and play them a game, too. That's how the system works. So New Jersey's plus 106. We'll bomb that. Uh, we're going to go with Schmidt on that one, too. And I'm going to get, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll put a bonus bomb under, under five and a half in that game as well. New Jersey and Carolina, both teams are not uh, light, lighting the lamp, as they say. Putting the biscuits in the basket. So under five and a half there. That's also half the fun in hockey is terms. Coming up with insane. like Put the biscuit in the basket. Light the lamp. There's a yard sale. Bring them to the ladies' tees. Um, trying to think of fun. 565. <laughs> Do I still have a list? That's Colby, by the way, from the XFL show. Come, Cartel Colby. And this is Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? Should I do an all soundboard show? I should, I should get my own soundboard, by the way. These are, these are, I'm borrowing these soundboards. Um, anyway, uh, the other game is Edmonton Vegas. Now, Edmonton is the official hockey team of the bottom line bombs. We gave them out as our future. We have Connor McDavid to win the Con Smythe, twelve to one, and then we have Edmonton, and we have Edmonton all over the place. Our other one was Sacramento Kings in the NBA, who lost, even though we had them at fifty to one. God damn it! I'm still mad about that. But we're gonna take Vegas because they're the dog, plus one hundred three. Do it. Like I said, no thinking. Even though I like Edmonton a lot, obviously, and I think they're gonna win the series. You don't think twice. You just play that dog. It's like splitting aces and blackjack. There's nothing to think about. You just do it. If you think, then you're fucked. That's hockey. And here's the thing, and this is why I really like Vegas will get one of these games at home. They're going to be dogs both times. Hockey teams can't fly to Las Vegas and behave themselves for three, four days. These guys grew up in camps in Manitoba and boarding schools since age 14, and they're fucking maniacs. They're not, they're, they come in like, they come in like 21 year olds going to Vegas for the first time, like a bachelor party. They're not going to Royal Oak, not going to some club. They're fucking, they're smashing their head through a blackjack table. 
So maybe, maybe Edmonton is cool that first night, but eventually Vegas gets to you. You slip up once in that town and it gets you. Like you're doing Adderall to Spearman Rhino. And uh, they call it the Vegas flu. So that's not really a play on the team as much as that is a play on <laughs> uh, just Las Vegas, the city itself getting to Edmonton. Um, all right. So that's it. New Jersey. And Dallas also, they played a Kraken. They lost last night. We got our dog there. Like I said, these are not part of the systems, but I'll give out bombs anyway. I think Dallas does tie it up. They're a much better team. Minus 130 in regulation is a fine play. Seattle, so absurd hockey. Seattle scored like three goals in 30 seconds in the first period. What, what is going on? Anyway, that's why you can't think about it. So let's recap all the plays. I do this recap now because... If they hit like they did last game, then it's easy for me to put a, a little tout video. Although no one cares about any of these things. All right, let's break it down. Here's a recap of the bottom line bombs for this weekend. Boston Celtics game two, minus seven and a half. Bomb it. Golden State Warriors, minus six. Bomb it. Phoenix Suns, minus three and a half. Bomb it. Miami minus three, bomb it. That's all four favorites. So. Hmm. I probably should put some analysis. I, I already did the analysis. Golden State, I really like because uh, they were coming off that game seven for Sacramento. And like I said, Raiders, it's all about the fucking Raider strike. They don't know how to write that script. Uh, hockey, hockey recap real quick. New Jersey plus 106, bomb it. Vegas plus 103, bomb it. New Jersey, Carolina, under five and a half, vomit. Sounds like I'm saying vomit. Toronto in regulation, vomit. And Dallas in regulation, 130. All right, there's a lot of bomb sound effects. Is that, is that getting annoying to you guys at all? <laughs> it started annoying me. Now I'm doing it for these videos. Well, I don't even know why. These, no one even likes those videos. Uh, but let me lock this in. It's time to get in the box, more importantly. Do not have rights to the Man in the Box song, but that's why we only play a little snippet. Brandy Chastain. Brandy Chastain. <laughs> that's not his name. Who's the name of the Allison Chain? I'm going to ask you guys again. I, I got to do this every time. Oh, the Allison Chain singer died. He, um, Brandy Chastain was a female soccer player. Um, but the Allison, Lane Staley. That's what I was thinking of. I, I, I had to look that one up. Out of, out of respect for the dead and a rock legend, Lane Staley. Lane Staley OD'd. When he died, I was I was driving up to Weehawken to a party in New Jersey, and I heard it on the radio, me and my buddy, and I thought they said James Taylor died. OD'd, too. And I spread the rumor at this house party that James Taylor OD'd. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah, you believe it? You've got a friend. It's about heroin. I guess he used to be an addict, but he just wouldn't think about it. Anyway, we are in the box. Welcome to the box. Um, let me flip things around here. Like I said, it's Kentucky Derby. Um, I'll get to that in a second. There's one thing I did want to talk about. I'm in this. As I'm drinking this coffee here. Starbucks. I'm just getting late into coffee. Um. 
don't really know what I'm doing at a Starbucks, but I am addicted to Starbucks now. Not addicted, but I get it's regular iced coffee. I keep the ER. keep the keep the order simple, so I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to get fancy, and everything's fucking full of sugar. It's just crazy. I was just told recently that Starbucks is actually not good coffee. Did you know that? Did not know. That. I feel like Johnny Carson. Hmm, I did not know that. Did you know that, Ed? Starbucks is not great coffee. I don't know the difference between good coffee and bad coffee. It's not bad coffee. <clears throat> People like saying, oh, my God, what an awful cough into a microphone. People like telling you, uh, it's like the McDonald's of coffee. People like saying that as an insult. What's wrong with McDonald's? It's a success, right? It's a very successful company. I might get I know what's wrong with McDonald's, but people like McDonald's. And I get it. It's not. I get what they mean by it. It's not great. But it's good, and you know what you're getting, and you get it every time. And that's the thing with Starbucks. So yeah, I guess it's not amazing coffee, but it's it's good coffee, and you know what you're you know what you're getting. You're not gonna get some fucking experiment with some goddamn hipster back there telling you in a crypt about some Ethiopian drip, and he's got to you got to read the literature about. It. I don't want to read literature about my coffee. Am I gonna be that guy and a guy ranting about coffee? I tell you what, I, I'm not a coffee snob by any means. I, I mean, like I said, I was getting got into it late at night. Life. I used to like Dunkin' Donuts coffee, very solid working man's coffee. Uh, but now that I do do Starbucks, I, I do I get I get the addiction. I got a fix for it. I need like an afternoon iced coffee. And they have what I don't like are the the bastardized Starbucks they have like in grocery stores. There's a Ralph's. I I Ralph's is in L.A. Or California grocery store, if you don't know. Um, I think it's under the Kroger family. I'm pretty sure. I live by the Rock and Roll Ralphs in Hollywood, which is 24 hours, maybe. Uh, also known as the worst Ralphs in California. The only the only reason why it's Rock and Roll is because uh, the customers are on drugs and the workers. Everyone's on fucking drugs there. A lot of uh, scumbags, but they have like a Starbucks in there, and I'll try to get that. And I, that I don't like because, like, listen, I'm not a snob, but that the, <laughs> this one they don't. I want a barista. I mean, I, you know, whatever the barista. I don't want you to take yourself too seriously either. But I also don't want the woman from the fucking deli at Ralph's making my coffee, which is what this was. She's got the apron on. There's like meat stains on. She's like, hold on, hon. Hold on, I'll get to you. She's fucking. <laughs> she's putting uh, Virginia ham through the slicer, and then she's gonna come over and make my cough. That's all right. Anyway, where was I? Should I get to the Kentucky? I've gotten the smoothies. Can you believe that? What a world! I've entered the smoothie phase of my life. Uh, ahead of schedule. I was not expecting to be in the smoothies. Like Jack LaLanne style, which I think that's kind of out of date too. And I buy frozen fruits. I just started. I was t I've already been told that I'm buying the wrong blueberries. How Los Angeles is that? What? Yeah, you got to get the wild blueberries. Those are the good ones. The other bad ones will kill you. What are you talking? All right. So I buy wild blueberries now. For the smoothies. I just had a conversation. With my buddy Jared Logan, he does smoothies. I'm like, I need to, I need to lose a good sixty or seventy pretty quickly. I've become a disaster. 
As I look, I look at myself on the monitor. What's your smoothie routine? And we just talked about smoothies. Then he texted me a smoothie recipe or something or what he does with it, you know. And our phone, my phone listened. Amazon, 10 minutes later, they just happened to have a deal on a blender. Delivered right to me. Yeah, you might want to get this guy 50% off. And it's, of course, it's way too much. I mean, I bought it, of course, because I'm a, so what am, what am I not? What am I not going to uh, buy something that's clicked right in front of me that I need? They, they listen for a reason. They know I need it. But this is way too much blender. It's got like food processor. It can need dough. What the fuck am I going to need dough? I'm never going to need to need, if you will. But I'm throwing yogurt and mangoes and slices in there and frozen fruit. Anyway, all right. Jesus Christ, we're already over an hour. Um, I got to talk about the Derby. There's got to be a fucking. <laughs> they use that for Daniel Jones, but there's Smarty Jones. Uh, there's got to be a. I'll make my own sponsor. Kentucky Derby is this weekend, Saturday. I love it. It's my favorite Saturday. My favorite Saturday might be this Saturday, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> a, a bread smoothie. Listen to you, old-fashioned football. You are Iowa. A lot of the carbs are doing just fine in the Midwest. Old fat J Mark. <laughs> um, absolutely not. Not even making a bread smoothie. But I like a high starch diet. Um. So yeah, Saturday is my favorite. It's my favorite. The Kentucky Derby. Just because I love I I love those I love these sports sports that were you know wildly popular 50 to 100 years ago. Ones that they claim they saved the the, the depression. <laughs> you know, like when Seabiscuit saved this country out of unemployment. Like boxing and horse race. My 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 fan base are 75 and older, basically. So a lot of people in horse racing don't like... Uh, horse racing is only staying alive because of the, the... The Triple Crown, yes, but basically the Kentucky Derby. That's their moneymaker. Even the Preakness barely makes money. Belmont a little bit. But the Kentucky Derby is pretty big. It's like $7,000 for a ticket there or for Millionaire's Row, they call it. And there's another one that's like $1,500. The infield, you can still get in there for like 80 bucks, And that's a mess, apparently. But everyone does some betting. It's a, it's a, it's a fun race to bet on because there's 20 horses. Anyone can win. The favorite's three to one, obviously. But, you know, you don't do that. Not in the Kentucky Derby. Um yeah, my dad, when I hosted the Locker Room, my old sports podcast, he would call and break down the race for 10 minutes. I tell you exactly how everything's going to go, blah, 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 blah. This is going to lead to something, blah, 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 blah. And everyone would write it down instinctively. And then uh, and then he'd hang up after the show, and he'd call me up going, all right, here's what we're really betting. I'm not going to waste it on your fucking listeners. But that's the great thing about horse racing. When you give out tips, everyone likes a good tip. It's like a stock market for degenerates. Because no one knows anymore. So you find when you find someone who has a horse tip, it's like an old troll, gambling troll. Tell me, tell me, catfish, what do you, what do you like in the fourth? You know, and it's just always some bullshit tip. Then you have the people who protest the horse racing. I love that. Every fucking year on the Kentucky Derby, they'll tweet, they'll tweet out like, it's animal cruelty to these horses. They should end horse racing right now. And listen, yeah, you're probably right. 
But if you don't know what a dollar box trifecta is, I don't care about your opinion about animal cruelty or what these horses want. Because that's, you have to know both. You can't just jump in because you have a, you know, you want a hat with a flower on it or whatever and a mint julep and talk about how they, how cruel it is to kill his horse. Remember that TV show Lucky on HBO? It was a great show, actually. It didn't last, it didn't even last the season because of all the horses that had to get murdered. That was amazing. It was Dustin Hoffman. It was a great show. It was about gambling. Horse racing, poker. It's just about gambling. It was a it was a good gambling show. You don't get that too often. Did David Chase make that? I think he did. Um, but they had to kill so many horses during filming in Hollywood. It was a great it was a great <laughs> blending of Hollywood and gamblers. So Hollywood shooting a TV show, you know, and a horse, especially these thoroughbreds, they're such beasts, you know. And they have fragile legs, so they'll like jump up and get scared. And if they fall on their back, they're I mean they're fucked. And they break a leg, they're fucked. And that's why they kill them. And they have to. It's a mercy kill. So this was having an alarming rate. And Hollywood's like, oh my god, is there anything you can do? And and and, and like the stable mates and these guys who would take care of the horses, were like, yeah, no, this is what we do. Oh, does this bother you? I guess I should have put a curtain up before I shot him in the head. But yeah, no, this is how we uh, train horses. They die. They love to run, and then they love to get shot. Running and shooting. And they're like Amer- it's like Americans. Without the running part. We just like to shoot. Um, anyway. With that being said, <laughs> anyone who complains at your Kentucky Derby party about the cruelty of horse racing, ask them what a dollar try box is. If they can't answer that, and tell them to fucking shove it up their Lasix. My pick for the Kentucky Derby, you can get them at 12 to 1 now on props. Who knows what they'll go off because because it's progressive betting. Uh, it's going to make history. This is the thing about, you know what's fun about uh, after the results come in, like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I just do 70? Why didn't I just pick those random numbers? I would have won $1,000 because that's not how it works. So literally anything can happen. And you'll hear things like, oh, you know, they've, this one's never won, this never, never won. But last year, their horse won. He was 88 to 1. They just entered him in the field like three days beforehand. The reason why anything can happen is because it's such a big field. There's over like 20 horses, so they bang around. It's, it's not a clean race, you know. If you put the 10 best horses, then you could probably handicap that pretty good. So this, where there's so much money in the pool, it's worth taking on a long shot. So take some long shots. But here's my horse, 12 to 1. He's the number 17, which no horse has ever won from the 17 post in the Kentucky Derby history. Not a good sign. But uh, maybe the Kentucky Derby is only uh, five or 10 years old. What? No, it's not. It's almost 200 years old. Okay, well, yeah, all right. That's, that's a lot of history then. A lot of history. Anyway, no one's ever won from the 17 post in the history of the Kentucky Derby. Um, what is the name of this horse? Derma Sotogaki. Derma Sotogaki. And if you uh, picked up on the accent, I was just <laughs> racist accent. I was saying, yes, the horse is Japanese or it's Japanese owned. Oh, the horse itself is Japanese. Like he eats with chopsticks in his, in his uh, feed bag or anything. But his, or- his owners are Japanese. And a Japanese owned horse has never won a Kentucky Derby either. So that's two pretty big strikes going against you. Why? This horse is a great horse. 
but they're obviously affected when they're flown over from Japan. They get a layover. You know how we are when we get a flight from Japan. We're like, oh, my God, the jet lag. I'm still not normal after a week and a half. So maybe this horse won't be as uh, as dramatic. So Dorma Sotogaki, the number 17, put a sprinkle a few on him. Hopefully he'll go up 15, one because a lot of a lot of the, when those uh, facts come out about Japanese and not 17 posts. I bet who knows? Who knows? Go off. But I'm giving out right now. He's at 12 to one. So I'll give that out as a fun little derby bomb. And that is the man in the box. Yes. Thank you, Jamar, for liking that. Um, this show's already gone on too long. But like I said, I'm excited. It's my favorite Saturday in the sports uh, calendar. Kentucky Derby, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. That's it. And, of course, a full baseball slate. There's some fun baseball stories. I'll get into that anyway. Anyway, every Monday and Wednesday, I'm here live noon on YouTube. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Make sure to like this video. Subscribe. Do the whole thing. If you're listening to the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, subscribe. Five-star reviews. Do that whole thing. <laughs> Just give a review. Don't give YouTube comments. These YouTube comments are driving me fucking crazy. I got to stop looking at them. Don't make you kill yourself. Then I, I, then I have to realize that uh, there are people who make comments on YouTube. So what do you, you can't get into that world. Anyway, um, other than that, subscribe. I said all those things. I don't know. Oh, I'll be on the, the XFL show. Subscribe to the XFL Gambling Podcast and the Old Fashioned Football Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast with J-Mark. Uh, only two more shows left. We're going to do an award show and a championship game show, which is next week. The XFL took a buy this week for some reason. What, they they have I don't know what they didn't get tickets ready. What, what do they what do you have to do in two weeks? They think they're the NFL. <laughs> the NFL. You waiting for the media to come in to San Antonio for this thing? All right, XFL. I love you. Uh, but I'll be on the USFL show on this very network right after this with uh, the head guys, Sean Green and Ryan Kramer, stacking the money green, whatever their nickname. I'm the C Generate. That's my new name. So anyway, that's it. Um, thank you guys for the bombs and have a good weekend. Let's hit it all. I am the man in the box and this is fully licensed house music. <laughs>